Comey was spying on Trump. Well, the reason he was writing the memos was to create a record so that he could destroy No Trump. American knowingly colluded with the Russians to interfere in our election campaigns. Oh wait, unless you mean Hillary Clinton. Pardons, prosecutions, and transparency. You're listening to Tom Fitton's weekly update here on JW TalkNet. Hey, everyone. Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton here with our weekly update on social media. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, Judicial Watch is doing more than ever to hold the government accountable to the law. I'll talk about new lawsuits on uh, COVID matters, censorship, uh, the Pelosi's illicit targeting of President Trump and her undermining, it looks like, of the Constitution. Uh, So a lot to talk about. We have the anniversary, more or less, of COVID. I'll give you some thoughts there. Uh, So uh, uh, I tell you, I am so excited. I'm just going to start by saying I just love Judicial Watch because I'm excited to talk about the work we're doing. Plus, I'm excited also to talk about the work I can't tell you about yet because we'll talk about that next week. So we're not only doing great work now, but we have so much more material and lawsuits and information coming out. It's just going to knock your socks off. And I know you're uh, many of you are upset about the direction of the country. You don't like the policy. You don't like the one point nine trillion dollar craziness that was passed uh, that in many ways will just subsidize government misconduct and uh, other terrible things we don't like. Uh, But I'm excited because Judicial Watch is actually taking concrete steps that are necessary, probably not sufficient in light of the problems, but necessary in order to hold the government accountable. Uh, But before I get to that, I just want to let you know, this is, I know many of you will notice this, I broke my wrist. I broke my wrist on the ice a few weeks ago. I was walking around with a broken wrist. I finally went to the doctor and got it x-rayed. And not only did I break this wrist, but it was the exact same injury that I had with this arm, um, where I had broken my wrist on this, on my left hand. Uh, a few years ago, and I did the exact same injury on my right. So, you know, I may look strong, but, uh, you know, we all fall down, right? And we all hurt ourselves sometimes. So um, hopefully the wrist will heal nicely. So I'm going to get that out of the way. Well, first up, I want to talk about COVID generally. Uh, We're now facing a year of large sections of our country uh, and our economy still being on lockdown. Uh, and, and what I think has been a panic reaction to the COVID uh, 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 threat, I understand early on why uh, some government officials not knowing what was going to happen and very being very nervous, you know, kind of reacted, but it hasn't been justified. And my view, there's no, it's not my view, I'm not aware of any Fauci standard, as I call it, science that uh, shows that lockdowns work, uh, that shows that social distancing uh, for months on end and now a year have anything to do with mitigating the spread of the disease. Uh, there's no there's no science that masks work in the sense that there's been uh, you know, randomized placebo controlled studies uh, showing that masks mitigate the spread of coronavirus. I mean, there's guesswork. And some of it may be fair, uh, but it's just guesswork that it does. 
And uh, these restrictions on our liberty haven't been based, in my view, on science, but a radical experimentation on the lives of the American people. Uh, in my view, you can't control uh, an epidemic, and it's never been done in the history of man by shutting down the world. You can't kill the patient to cure the disease. And that's what they've done. The big left has uh, many ways. They, 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 there's been this political move, uh, politicization of our public health. Uh, thanks to COVID, uh, we saw that in over in the debate over how to run elections, about how to run our economy, about our First Amendment freedoms. Uh, big tech has been censoring critics of the COVID regime uh, and the response to COVID. Uh, so it's been terrible. It's been terrible. The damage COVID has done health-wise, obviously, is significant. You don't want to see people die who otherwise would not have died, no matter their age. Uh, but uh, there are other consequences similarly bad to these lockdowns of our children and, and just generally for the population. And, uh, and, and, Senate, and Joe Biden, I, call, I almost called him Senator Biden, uh, but uh, President Biden uh, gave a speech um, suggesting he has the authority somehow to tell us whether or not we can, what sort of barbecues we could have on July 4th and how big they can be. This is this is the this is the age of politicians who are taking advantage of a of public health concerns that many Americans quite reasonably have uh, to try to extend power by the government in ways that our constitution, in my view, doesn't allow. And one of the uh, big mistakes of the Trump administration was not to challenge at least the Justice Department as. Attorney General promised, uh, Barr promised uh, and suggested he would do, challenge these lockdown restrictions and these restrictions on our liberties. And now, sure enough, uh, President Biden has come in and, you know, not only will he not get in the way of states violating our liberties, he's suggesting that the federal government will join uh, the suppression and the undermining of our Constitution. So, uh, you know, if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. But in my view, the COVID crisis has been long over. There's nothing to justify the restrictions in place. Uh, and uh, the politics here is one of increasing the size of government, using COVID to increase the size of the government, advance left-wing agenda items that otherwise would not be able to be advanced absent this alleged public health emergency. And of course, you know, to show you that it is all politics, just look at the border where there's virtually no health controls in place in response to the surge of illegal immigration that uh, was encouraged by the change in policies by President Biden. Uh, and there's no uh, outcry by the establishment media, the left-wing establishment, or the Biden administration, obviously, about the public health threat that you know supposedly is going to happen because of uh, the surge in illegal immigrants coming across the border uh, without sufficient quarantining or uh, tests and other things related to COVID, not only COVID, but other public health concerns that happen when you have um, uh, large populations coming from countries that don't have the same public health standards and vaccination standards that we have. So, uh, I mean, if that doesn't tell you much about the politics of COVID, I don't know what will. And, and it's really exposed the public health community as being anything about uh, uh, being not as much about public health as you might think. I'm, I'm being charitable there. 
Uh, here, the public health community is more interested in politics. And, you know, just like the FBI, you know, can't trust the FBI anymore. You can't trust the Justice Department anymore. Uh, Dr. Fauci has uh, uh, undermined the reputation of, of officials who are supposed to be advocating for the public health in a neutral way uh, by being as political as he's been. So uh, that wasn't part of Biden's speech. That isn't the type of analysis you'll find in the media, but it's something I believe. And I, I think COVID has been a disaster, not because of the health impact, which is negative. The disaster has been to our freedoms, to our economy, to our health caused by the restrictions that the government has imposed on us as a result uh, using COVID as a pretext. Now, one of the big issues with COVID has been, uh, as I said, not necessarily the threat to the public health from COVID, but the threat, the threat to your freedom as a result of COVID. And one of those has been the suppression of speech as it relates to discussion of the government response and other matters as it ties to COVID. Now, big tech has been suppressing uh, many people uh, as it relates to COVID, uh, and it's political. It's you're outside the left-wing agenda on COVID, uh, what their agenda items are. You question the lockdowns, you question treatments, you question uh, vaccines or uh, anything else, you're subject to being suppressed. And it's not to say I question everything about COVID, but, you know, for instance, raising questions about the potential preventative treatments for COVID could get you banned. And certainly judicial, I've been locked out of Twitter over, um, over an innocuous tweet about hydroxychloroquine that had said nothing about COVID. So uh, they're using that as an excuse to target conservatives. And, and the left has decided that if you object to lockdowns on COVID, you're a terrorist. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not exaggerating. And so that's been the justification to suppress uh, your free speech online. So what Judicial Watch has done is we're, we're following up on our suspicion that I think based on our experience is going to be borne out that the government's also working with big tech to suppress uh, dissent on COVID. And uh, we have filed a lawsuit against the Centers for Disease, Disease Control about their communications with, with big tech about COVID. And specifically, we had asked back all the way in September of last year for any and all records of communications between CDC officials and or employees and employees, agents and or representatives of Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube concerning regarding and relating to COVID-19 related content on company platforms. Such records include, but are not limited to any advice or instruction issued on disinformation rate COVID-19. So we, um, they were, they were required to respond to our request by October of 29, uh, by October of 2020, October 29th of 2020. And they haven't. So we sued, we sued in federal court. Because the public has a right to know about the CDC's involvement in big tech's outrageous censorship of Americans, including doctors, by the way, who raise questions about the COVID-19 response. And the Biden administration now should stop. Of course, you know, the deep state under Trump, it's not going to change much under Biden. It's going to get worse because anything they're doing is going to have the explicit and implicit endorsement of the political appointees of Joe Biden. 
So the Biden administration needs to stop stonewalling the release of the records about this any CDC role in suppressing the free speech of Americans. Now, the argument for uh, that some have made um, defending big tech's uh, decision to play doctor by deciding what is and is not uh, credible discussions related to COVID is that it's a private entity. They can do whatever they want. So A, it's not technically true. Uh, but B, it's probably not actually true in the sense that the government is likely involved. And to me, one of the big, I think what's going to be exposed is the connection between government officials and big tech suppression, not only on COVID, but other matters as well. And uh, so we want to know whether CDC and big tech were working together to suppress the First Amendment rights of Americans. Uh, this is why I love Judicial Watch, because we're trying to figure out and, and, and come up with angles to expose the corruption behind big tech censorship. And, and by corruption, I mean, we now know that the CDC doesn't want to comply with the law requiring them to give us an answer about these documents. I mean, they could say, oh, we don't have any documents, right? We did a search and we don't have any documents. Instead, they ignored the request and are stonewalled. And I know there are documents based on my experience, and I know they have something to hide based on my experience. So to me, the fact that they're hiding this is, you know, it's obviously evidence of a cover up. They're not complying with the law. So now we have confirmation that the HHS CDC doesn't want to comply with the FOIA law about the suppression of First Amendment rights of Americans. Was there collusion between CDC and big tech to suppress COVID dissenters, government's not giving us the information, so we're in court about it. And the fact they're not giving us the information, to me, suggests they have something to hide. Maybe you have a different view, but I'd be interested to know what you think. So again, this is what I love about judicial. I know I keep on praising judicial watch, but you know, no one else is doing this. No one else is doing this. Congress is yelling about suppression. I've been I'm a, I'm a, uh, you know, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I am a major conservative voice on Twitter and I've been locked out. Judicial Watch has been censored. And no politician has done a thing about it. Now, we may do something additional about it. And Americans, you know, in countless numbers have had their free speech rights suppressed by big tech in a dishonest and, in my view, illicit and illegal manner. And we're doing something about it by trying to figure out who else is behind this. And we think the government's behind it. And if we prove it, boom. So I'll let you know what we find out when we find it out. And so stay tuned. So something else we're doing um, is also super important. Hey, you remember President Trump was impeached? Sham impeachment again, just you know, two minutes ago, practically speaking. Oh, but we're supposed to forget that. 
Our nation's capital is still under military occupation. There's a fence around the nation's capital, excuse me, the U.S. capital. It's still there. I drove by it yesterday. I was down at the office yesterday. Razor wire, as far as the eye can see, miles of fence and razor wire. As I said in my CPAC speech, which if you haven't seen it, you should see it because it's probably the best speech you'll see this year. If you want to know how the left thinks about the First Amendment, look at the three miles plus of fencing with razor wire around the U.S. Capitol. And all that's part of the sham impeachment show. And so Judicial Watch is investigating that sham impeachment show. Judicial Watch is investigating and suing for information, for instance, about the riot. We want the emails and video from the Pelosi Congress. We're in court right now against her, or at least the Congress, specifically the U.S. Capitol Police, which is a creature of Congress. We still don't have basic information about that riot. I mean, there was an American citizen shot and killed by a policeman. And we don't know who the policeman was. We don't, are there videos of it? Where's the report on how that happened? I mean, basic information like that. Another police officer passed away. It's, you know, the, the, the police misled the American people by suggesting uh, he passed away as a direct result of being um, hit on the head. And in fact, that didn't happen. And so that was a lie or disinformation, to use the phrase the left likes. Again, still no information about the nature of how he died and what caused his death. Where are the videos of what? How, are there any videos? That's what we're asking for. And similarly, Nancy Pelosi, uh, who, who hates President Trump, I think it's fair to say, around and after the riot, engaged in um, efforts to destroy our constitutional system, in my view. Uh, She tried to extort uh, Vice President Pence and the Trump cabinet into invoking the 25th Amendment, saying, well, we'll impeach him if you don't invoke the 25th Amendment, which, in fact, she did. So it wasn't an idle threat. The 25th Amendment isn't designed to take out a president you don't like just because of the way he's behaving and such. It's designed to remove a president who's unable to perform his duties because of you know, physical or mental cap- uh, capacity issues. So she is pushing that. And at the same time, she called the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff on January 8th uh, in an obvious attempt to uh, interfere with the president's role as commander in chief and start uh, pushing the issue of removing his ability to launch nuclear weapons. I mean, A, it was just a silly concern. But B, she's the Speaker of the House and she has no business doing that. Wall Street Journal called it the Pelosi coup. But all that happened, right? And there's been zero press interest to what was going on with the military talking to the House Speaker about how our con- how how uh, the president's constitutional role is supposed to be handled as commander in chief. 
So Judicial Watch asked the Pentagon for records about that call and specifically on the call. Who she, she boasted about this call, so it's not secret because she boasted about it to her Democratic allies. She related her discussion in a letter to colleagues. This morning, I, this is this morning being January 8th, I spoke to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, to discuss available precautions for preventing an unstable president from initiating military hostilities or assessing, accessing the launch codes and ordering a nuclear strike. The situation of this unhinged president could not be more dangerous. And we must do everything that we can to protect the American people from this unbalanced assault on our country and our democracy. Well, frankly, that, that whole phone call sounds like it's the result of unbalanced activity by the speaker. It undermines the Constitution and undermines the separation of powers. What does the separation of powers mean? It's the idea that Congress does what Congress does under the Constitution. And they have certain powers that can't be infringed upon improperly. Same for the president. The president's commander in chief. So we asked for any and all records concerning or relating to the telephone call between House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and General Mark Melly on or about January 8th, 2021. This request includes, but is not limited to, any and all transcript recordings and or summaries of the call as well any, as any other records produced in preparation for, during, and or pursuant to the call. So how was that call handled? Was there a recording of it? And any other communications she's had with him since November 1st, 2020. And this is the 25th Amendment discussion from that outrageous memo she sent to her Democratic allies, her, co her colleagues. As you know, there is growing momentum around the invocation of the 25th Amendment, which would allow the vice president and the majority of the cabinet to remove the president for his incitement of the insurrection, of insurrection and the danger he still poses. Yesterday, Leader Schumer and I placed a call with Vice President Pence, and we still hope to hear from him as soon as possible with a positive answer about whether he and the cabinet will honor their oath to the Constitution and the American people. Well, thankfully, President, Vice President Pence and his cabinet did honor their oath to the Constitution and the American people by essentially telling Schumer and Pelosi to go jump in a lake. They weren't going to uh, abuse the powers entrusted to them under the Constitution to overturn the Constitution and the will of the people by removing the president under the 25th Amendment improperly. And of course, this isn't the first time the left has tried to use the 25th Amendment to remove Trump. They did it through the Justice Department and the FBI, where they were deep staters and never Trumpers there. Evidently, didn't like uh, we we got the documents. Remember Rod Rosenstein and um, Andrew McCabe talked about invoking the Twenty Fifth Amendment because they deposed the president. I mean, you think you know? This is what I love about the left. And I say love in the, in, the, in the negative sense of the word. They say they're concerned about your right to vote and the voting rights of Americans. Yet they are more than willing to overturn the voting rights of every American who participated in the 2016 election by saying it doesn't matter what you do on, uh, on election day. You can pretend that your vote counts either for or against a politician, because this isn't just about Trump voters. This is about every voter. They're telling us that what voters do doesn't matter. 
and that if we want, we will overturn the election process improperly and unconstitutionally for political purposes. That's an attack on the right to vote. And I think it's more than a little bit interesting that the Pentagon can't give us documents like we've been asking for here or hasn't given us documents like we've been asking for about the attack on Trump that Pelosi was pursuing with the Pentagon. This is the corruption. Now, the media is completely in bed with Biden and the left, so they have zero interest in doing any significant investigative work in this regard. They're doing it. I'm not aware of it. So it's going to be up to Judicial Watch to do, as I always say, the basic heavy lifting to find out what your government's up to, to expose government corruption, no matter who's in power. For instance, no one sued, and I I don't know this for a literal fact, but I'm pretty confident, no one sued the Trump administration more than Judicial Watch. No one. And I suspect no one will sue the Biden administration more than Judicial Watch. Congress can yell. I mean, there are some Republicans who want the truth out, but they can't do it. They don't run committees. And even when they did run committees, they couldn't get the truth out. Even with an administration run by the, even an administration where their political party controlled it. So this is this is why Judicial Watch, you need, I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted here by a pencil. (laughs) This is why Judicial Watch deserves your support. Because we ask these questions no matter who's in power, and we hold politicians accountable no matter who they are. So we aim to find out about the sham impeachment and the abuses of power targeting President Trump and anyone who participated in our election process. Our constitution is under assault and we think it's important to get as much information as we can so the American people has the information necessary to draw its own their own conclusions about what Nancy Pelosi did, about what the Pentagon did and then exercise their rights under the Constitution to either fix issues or do nothing. Who knows? But nothing's going to happen. We're not going to find out anything if Judicial Watch doesn't step up, which is what we're doing. So with that being said, I've got some more news coming out next week about the elections. We're supposed to forget about the 2020 election. I'm not going to forget about it. I call it the maladministration of the elections. That's the most charitable way of putting it. I want to find out what went on. The left tells us we're not allowed to ask any questions, right? Well, that's not it. Sorry, we're going to keep on asking questions. And we've got new information coming out about um, uh, that as well. So uh, Judicial Watch is, we, we are excited because we know what to do. And it means going to court to hold the government accountable. And uh, in this day and age where our constitution is 
Well, let me put it this way. Our Republican form of government is tottering. Uh, so our work is more essential than ever. And I encourage you to support us if you're not already. Uh, and if you are, you should support us more. Because I think you'll find no one in Washington, D.C. or nationally does more to hold corrupt politicians and government accountable to the rule of law than Judicial Watch. And so, you know, I get to come on and talk about it. We've got a great investigative team. We have great lawyers. We've got, you know, we're an educational group. So we, we've got a great team that gets our information out to the American people. And so uh, you're, you're joining our movement. Um, well, does as much, uh, does, does, would do much to help solidify the Constitution as, as anything else you might do in terms of civic participation. So I encourage you, even if you don't support us, look at our work and then share the information that we have out there. That's a great way to support us as well if you don't want to do it financially. So with that being said, I will see you next week here on the Judicial Watch Weekly Update. You have just listened to Tom Fitton's weekly update on JW TalkNet. Remember to subscribe and donate at judicialwatch.org slash donate.